One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This week's big mixer dead. Marvel kicking. Cyberpunk well and alive. Matt. The stages of life, apparently. The cycle of life. According to video games. <clears throat> Moving on, this is the Gamers 2 Podcast for June 28th. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video games industry. And anything else that may pique our interest as usual. As per usual, as the cards dictate, as per tradition. Do you dare? (laughs) (laughs) More, more quotes. The quote podcast. We could probably do an entire podcast where we just quote back and forth to each other and still get our points across, which isn't good. That would be. It's like communicating with memes, you know, like on that same level. Yeah, that is that is a thing that people do sometimes. That is the podcast. That that is the podcast. We'll see you all later. <laughs> uh, how do we do this? What do we start with normally? Normally, we start with new releases. Are we doing that? Are we doing? The, are we doing a normal thing? We're mostly going to. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna inter- uh, intercept myself. I'm gonna block myself from my new release list for a second. Because I for, I said I was going to mention something last week, and I just I ended up not doing it, and I got called out for it. So, oh. uh, the demos, the demos. I should have added it to my playing list last week, and I didn't. But Steam's Summer Game Jam Palooza mm-hmm. had a bunch of demos on it, a la games I've seen at PAX or games that I have heard about and was interested in, and stuff like that. Games we saw. And we went through in the PC gaming demos and stuff before that. And then also then had demos on Steam that you could go play. Played through quite a few of them. Okay. Uh, most notably, played Bacon Switch with Todd. Got to, you know, get those doughs together, man. Throw them in the oven. <laughs> then played, uh, played, a, played a few with Todd. Played King of the Hat, which we've talked about in past Extravaganza episodes. Uh, but I did play and before Todd berates me for not mentioning the third game. I'll get there. Um, I, I played my solo favorite game, freshly frosted. Okay. Solid puzzle game. I've t- I talked about it walking out of packs last year. I'm pretty sure Dewey's still confused why I love it so much, but it's just something that is so 
I don't know. It's just calming. Okay. It's a puzzle game where you are in a donut factory. Donuts come out of ovens and need to go into their receptacles. And the receptacles are marked with whatever type of donut they're accepting, whether it's frosted, not frosted, frosted and sprinkles, frosted, sprinkles, whipped cream, the whole, whole thing. And you just need to plan the conveyor belts around the map to get that to happen. And so it's just like a puzzle solver. And I'm like, cool. And so I played through the demo and I was just like, yep, I want more of this. This is just fun, peaceful, relaxing. That's all I want. Two. Also, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up Freshly Frosted. This isn't hard. I'm telling you. Puzzle games, calm, relaxing, Freshly Frosted. Stop now. The other game was that game I'm going to butcher the title of now, but it was that fighting fights in close spaces. Fighting in close spaces? Fighting in tight spaces? The card-based yeah. fighting yeah. game. There was a demo of that. So I played through that whole thing. And I was like, all right, I'm a fan of this because it fits the card building, like fight style. It it fits itself very well. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that one. The one that I also need to mention is that I've I've played this with Dewey at PAX. We discussed it on this year's PAX Travaganza, but the demo for Raw Men was out. Mm Mm-hmm. So I played Todd in a 1v1 battle of raw men. Slinging our soup at each other. Mm -hmm. Or I guess our ramen at each other. Hiding in pots. Throwing up cracker biscuit walls. Getting a goose turret and other things. Riding a meatball to victory. And the like. I came out victorious in a best two out of three. But it was a fun time. Was it close? Was the match close? One of them. One. Of- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. One of them at one point. Uh, it might have been the last one. I think uh, real life things were getting in the way. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a fair fight. Ah, uh, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> am, I, am I right? You gotta win. So yeah, that's all. I just need to mention the demos. And if I don't think they're still happening, but if you do see them and get the chance to, you should play the ones I just mentioned. And if you don't get to, you should still go look up Freshly Frosted. You're welcome. But in case you're waiting until whenever those may come out, what do I got for them, Matt? Uh, Nate's infamous. Maybe famous. I don't know curated list of new freshly minted releases can we discuss the grammatical use of infamous and famous yeah sure and just how one is used to mean the same as the other a lot of times yeah yeah but i don't I mean, know they're not they don't mean the same thing right but and it's almost like a it's like a beauty is in the eye of the beholder situation yeah but whenever you're like oh yeah they're infamous for it and you're like wait what Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. No, they're just famous for it. No, no, no. Infamous for it. Like, Shut the. F- Let's move on to whatever context. my to whatever my list might be. Starting with the Innsmouth case for PC, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. I have been playing it. Star Wars Episode One Racer for the PS4 and Switch. Ultra Core for PS4 and Switch, Ninjala for the Switch, The Almost Gone for PC and Switch, Blair Witch made its way to the Switch. Which Switch? 
Borderlands 3 Bounty of Blood DLC for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Control the Foundation DLC for Xbox One. Hunting Simulator 2 for PS4 and Xbox One. And Mr. Driller Drill Land PC and Switch. Interesting title. It is an interesting title. Do you drill? I would assume. Is the question. I'm betting you screw. Wow, uh, this is a PG-rated podcast? No, it's not. <laughs> Literally, there's an explicit on every one of our podcasts. <laughs> also, what? Man just can't have a screwdriver? Like, is that I a... mean, sure, have a screwdriver. Why, why you gotta make it sexual? Weirdo. <sighs> Listen, sex sells, alright? Speaking of sexual things, number one. <laughs> uh, sex does sell. Unfortunately, not the sex we're selling. That you know of. Fair enough. There might be some, you know, fan fic out there. I could only hope I ever found that. Uh, actually, you probably wouldn't because it's two dudes doing a podcast. So the storyline there might not be what we want to be reading. It wouldn't be anything I'd want to be reading. I just want to think that it exists. Just that someone is enamored enough that that became a thing. And I'd be like, cool. Hopefully, I don't know you <laughs> because I know the audience <laughs> roughly that listens to this. Hopefully, I don't know you. Uh, stuff of nightmares. Stuff of, of mirrors. Mirrors. What is, is that a thing? Are mirrors a thing? Uh, mares. I mean, if mares are horses. Yeah. So if you have a nightmare, is that a spooky horse? A, is it a, a dark horse? No, that's uh, that's comic uh, books. No, <laughs> I was gonna say that's a <laughs> that's the uh, easy or that's the good bet at um, Kentucky Derby as a dark horse. But I couldn't also remember the the name of the fucking movie. It's not Spirit Away, Spirited Away, which is a horse movie. Hidalgo, isn't that a darker horse? No. Hidalgo, isn't that the one where they do the race in the desert? That's the or Owen Wilson is a horse movie. He's All not right. the horse. I should re- clarify. He's not the horse. But I'm pretty sure he's riding the horse? Yeah, in the desert race. I don't know. There was a weird time where people got real obsessed with horse movies. All because Seabiscuit yeah, was like, a thing. You had like Black Beauty. Black Beauty. There you go. That's the dark horse one. I was Seabiscuit. Yeah. War Horse. Hidalgo. Hidalgo. There's Spirited another Away. One Spirited Away is a... It's a horse movie. Shit. The horse is on the cover. It's a Studio Ghibli movie, but I'm pretty sure... There's not, it's not a horse. Not, oh, there? no. it's Maybe it's just Spirit. Spirit is a Spirit. Disney animation movie. Horse movie. That's, horse that's movie. the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, sorry. Not Spirit. Not the Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah. Um, Ghibli, Ghibli, whatever. What the hell? A There's another movies. one. Not Biscuit. What is the other... The other racehorse one. It doesn't matter. What is this podcast about anymore? I don't know. Uh, Racing Stripes? The Racing Zebra one? No. That's got Frankie Muniz in it. It's not Seabiscuit. It's the other one. What the fuck? Doesn't matter. (laughs) Hey, Google. What's not (laughs) Seabiscuit? I'm going to Google the other Seabiscuit and see. I bet it comes up. uh, All right. Then I'll read number one. Yeah. It's in your field. So... (laughs) What? I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, PSA, the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act. And that's all Matt wrote, and I didn't look at anything about it. 
I, I figured you'd know. It's I, like right I knew, up your alley. I knew about like what the premise of it was and stuff back when it was proposed. But there, have there been like more things on it? Has it been passed? Is there something like that? Uh, there's the two. There's two bills that were proposed and entered into the Senate. Okay. There was the one prior to this, which I think was in March, and I can't remember the name of that one, but it was dealing with similar topics. This one is more straightforward and it was more recent. Um, and it's basically, uh, a federal, they want to have a, uh, an amendment, an act to where not an amendment, an act to federally mandate back doors into encryption. Oh yeah. That is so dumb. I don't even want to. I don't even want to get into the idea of of mandated backdoors into encryption and how that literally breaks the idea of encryption. Because we'll be here for an hour of me just repeating yeah. the same idea over well, and over and getting angry. Thus, the PSA. It's it's a thing. It is up for consideration. So, if you are passionate about this subject, which which realistically yeah, should be everyone should be. Contact your senator, your state senator, whatever representatives you can, and start screaming. You know, put backdoor in my encryption. Yeah, saying like, "Hey, be I'm more, not down uh, with yeah. this. You can be replaced. <laughs> I can replace you. You're not needed. Literally, and they can be replaced. Yeah, actually, quite literally, anybody can. Uh, the other movie you were thinking of is Secretariat. That's the one. It also could have been Flicka. But I figured oh, it was probably it was definitely Secretariat. <laughs> there, I, I, there's so many flickers. Oh my god, the Horse Whisperer! Please get me off of this list. Okay, I'm still scrolling. Black Beauty, yeah, Derby Stallion. Why are there so many horse movies? And a lot of them were that was early 2000s. For some reason, I think like, it's because they came 2002 out around to 2006. Horse movie time. Yep. I think because they came out around the same time, but whenever I think of Black Beauty, I also think of The Secret Garden. I don't know if you remember Interesting, that Interesting, because Black Beauty, I think, also came out in the 80s. Yeah, I think there's multiple versions of it. Anyways, number there's two. There's like six flickas on that list, by the way. <laughs> they couldn't stop at one flicka. Oh, no. Seabiscuit, dead and gone. One movie. Yeah. Flicka, cinematic universe. I don't even know. Like, the I... FCU, flicka, cinematic universe. I know I I just don't understand. <laughs> this is a horse understand. movie podcast, but holy shit it could be with the list I just saw. And There's one called Buck. Misty. I don't know. That's a whole one. thing about uh horse wild horses on Chico Teague Island. This uh Oh, the island. I know yeah, the island. There's, there's a story based it, you know what, we're too into the weeds. We now. can while we're talking about animals on island, there's the pig island. Yep, there's the pig island. Um isn't there like a monkey? There's a cat island too. Oh, there's probably definitely a monkey island. There's also a nuclear island if you want to go down to the island of. That's Godzilla. That's Godzilla Island. <laughs> yeah, no, not, <laughs> not just that island. I mean the. Oh my God! Why can I not remember the name of the islands? The ones we tested. Yeah, not, not we. Are you talking about where we nuclear tested? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Godzilla Islands. Yeah, but I can't remember the name <laughs> of the islands. Can't remember the actual name. The of uh, atolls there, bikini yeah. atoll, and yeah, bikini all the other ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nuke the fuck out of those <laughs> Uh, The Last of Us Part 2 has become the fastest selling first party game 
on the PlayStation 4. The Sony exclusive sold 4 million copies over its launch weekend, possibly fueled by all the controversy prior to launch. Also, Naughty Dog has confirmed that The Last of Us Part 2 will not be getting any DLC. All right, cool. We'll see if that holds true. Cool, cool. Cool beans. I think... I mean, it um, might hold true. I I just like to always say, when you say no DLC, we'll see hmm. if there actually is no DLC. Um, how about a Nate hot take? On the game itself? Part three? Oh, that there that there will be a part three? Yes. I know. I, I, would, I don't know if you've seen what they've said about that. I would. I have not. Okay. I would prefer to finish the game first before I make the prediction. Okay. All right. But I will say probably. Prob. Wow. All right. You wanted a hot take, Matt. That's why you come That's... to me, and I fucking gave you one. You did. That's not what I. I don't. It is a hot take. It's called a hot take. Was not expecting that. That's what hot <laughs> takes are, man. They just punch you right in the gut. Like, oh, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? Not what you think. Yeah, I got you. Number three. After a more than 20-year wait, a true sequel to 1998's Crash Bandicoot Warped is coming to PS4 and Xbox One on October 2nd for $59.99. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, picks up decades after the events of Warped, back when you defeated antagonist Neocortex, Dr. N, Tropy, and Uka Uka and left them stranded on a distant planet. The sequel picks up with the trio escaping, resulting in a rip in the fabric of space and time. The developer, Toys for Bob, has added new gameplay mechanics to refresh the classic formula, such as wall running, rope swinging, rail grinding, and quantum masks, which appear to allow the player to run on the ceiling for slow down time. Can we stop releasing games and just wait for the new consoles? That's my only gripe with this entire thing, where they're like, we're going to drop it on the current consoles in October, and I'm like, just push it till December, please. There is usually like that wind down, new console. We're not winding down. Wound up. It's, if anything, we're picking up pace. I don't, I, I don't know if we're picking up pace, but we're pushing it to the limit. There's another Disney movie for you. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know what's going on anymore. It is so deep of a reference. I don't even know if that's a Disney movie, actually. But I think a push it to the limit is a movie. Um where now it's almost it's almost becoming like a weird fiscal year situation where as we reach the end of this in in quotes end of the console generation when really it goes for like another three years after the new one releases mm-hmm. but as we're pushing up to the release people are like get everything out that we have now before we have to redo it all for the new consoles it seems like they're just trying to get everything out first and then worry about potentially porting it over with the whole smart delivery aspect yeah yeah it is it's just so strange because really last of us shishima that comes out in july this game, all the sports games that are going to be out. Really, we don't... Like, consoles are supposed to be... We're, we're guessing are launching in November. By November. That, I... Yeah. If we're to believe what some of the... Some of the timelines have synced up with certain things, it would put us in October, but... But we don't really have an, a lot of exclusives that to that next generation that we know of. Like there's at, le- at least there's not, a few, but yeah, not. there's a few. Well, we still need Microsoft's event this month. Yep. But with Xbox's event, or with, sorry, with 
Sony's event specifically, we know we have things like Spider-Man and Horizon and Gran Turismo and Knack 3, you sons of bitches, I know it's there yeah, somewhere. But they're but those are those are PS5 things. Yeah, but they're all they're not necessarily then, but I'm just saying those are what we those are known not now games. Yep. Not necessarily launch games, launch window games. Right. Ratchet but like, is window, but like those are PS5 games where like Crash also would have fit to put on the 5. Move that into the window so you have him and him and Crash and Ratchet launching the new console. Cool little moment. You can easily run a bunch of ads with that. Or apparently not. It's just a strange thing. We we have the a, a hard push for the the end of this generation with all the games coming out and a really weak launch so far that we know of. Which plays right into what we're saying. Just push some of these ones that you're already... Some of the ones that you're saying you're going to release in October slash November or whatever for the old consoles, just push them to the new consoles. Or at least confirm smart delivery for them, which would be the other thing to do. Yeah. Number four, the former professional football player David Beckham. I don't know who that guy is. Has has invested in a new UK-based esports startup, Guild Esports. Guild Esports will be based around an academy model, scouting and nurturing talent to form teams that will compete in prominent games, including Rocket League, Esports FIFA, and Fortnite. Guild Esports expects its first professional team to compete this year, this year, starting in the fall. Way to change your own writing. Um, I do it all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. Interesting move. You see some more athletes poking into the the esports world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always am. I always forget when Rocket League like gets mentioned in this sense. I'm like, oh yeah, that still has a competitive scene to it because I just always forget. Uh, and it makes sense. David Beckham's going to have a FIFA team. Who'd have thought? For some reason, I I didn't realize he owned a. Uh, is it MLA? Is that the U.S. based? Soccer league, us, MLS, Major League Soccer, because we can't. Yeah, he owns a team. Did not know that he might own part of a team. Yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, uh, Miami. Yeah, Inter Miami or whatever the hell they called it. Miami FC, Inter Miami, one of the two. Owner, partial owner. I think close enough. I think partial owner, but majority. Might be wrong. Number five. Assassin's Creed Valhalla creative director Ashraf Ismail has left the project. What the fuck has left the project after accusations of marital infidelity and alleged sexual misconduct with fans surfaced last weekend, according to a Eurogamer report. Eurogamer received Ubisoft's confirmation of the news with the publisher saying, quote, Ashraf Ismail is stepping down from the project to take a leave of absence. Leave of absence, not leave. The development team is committed to delivering a great game in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, end quote. Multiple employees at Ubisoft, including two executives, have been placed on administrative leave as the company conducts a corporate investigation following allegations of professional misconduct, according to Bloomberg. Yeah, there was a whole thing that happened this week. Yeah, on top of other stuff. Yeah, there's a whole thing that's been happening for the last couple weeks. And if you've missed it, I don't know how, but I did see 
I didn't see this specific one. I saw the executive thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't see uh, him mentioned by name until yeah. I obviously interrupted myself halfway through reading it. Yeah. To be fair, I feel obligated to explain why we cover some things and not all things. If we covered all things that were related to these movements, literally that's what the podcast would be about. We could have a two-hour podcast discussing that. This one was pulled because it's Assassin's Creed and we've been following it for a little bit. And it could potentially affect the game. So... I I see what you mean. I just think by this point, he's not needed anymore. That could be true. Like, we're... You're, I'm doing horrible counting abilities on one hand in my head. You're four months from launch. Uh, at this point, you should be done with your big picture thing, and you should mm-hmm. be small tweaking. Yeah. So he shouldn't be needed. It could affect it sales wise that you know people don't want to support it or something along those lines. But it seems like they move. They at least. It seems like they move quickly. Once again, I don't know the story. Don't know the details. These all could have been allegations that were made two years ago, and they never mm-hmm. did anything with them. And now that there was you know, public backlash, they went, oh, 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 which has been happening a lot as well. Uh, because as we all know, HR is there to protect the company, not the people. But that's a different discussion. We could have an entire podcast. Let's not do that. Um, and a couple of the other stories that I know are in here make their way in. Kind of. I'll sprinkle them in in certain spots. Uh, Like, I think in six stories. Holy shit, did I guess my number right? I did. In six stories, I'll have a mention of a thing, but it's not a not a sexual misconduct, a race misconduct. But yeah, the uh, sucks. Shit happens. It it sucks because, you know, you shouldn't be a shitbag. But when you get when you well no not when you get when you are a shitbag i don't know what leave of absence is also a little loose Mm -hmm. is it leave of absence before we terminate or leave of absence during investigation you're not allowed to be here type of thing uh going by other stories that involve ubisoft the past week and similar things it seems like their procedure is they place the employee on leave of absence while they do an investigation. And then after the investigation, obviously there's some form of whatever comes, comes judgment. That's yeah. you go in front of tribunal. Yeah. You that's walk the plank. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ubisoft makes you have to develop black sales. Yeah. No, that's the show. What? No, that was the game. Wasn't it? No. Uh, Skull, Skull and Bones. Bones. Black sales was the HBO pirate show. Yeah. Yeah. Ubisoft's punishment is to make you develop Skull and Bones. Because <laughs> that game ain't ever coming out. I mean, I kind of expect Assassin's Creed to get pushed. See, Assassin's Creed is the one that it is the... If you remember when they showed it during... Right before the Xbox event and then the Xbox event. They're the ones that had releasing on all four consoles and PC in October. They're the mm-hmm. ones that put all that on the same day in October, which made everybody go... Are you launching your consoles in October and you just haven't told anybody, but Assassin's Creed leaked it on accident? Or mm-hmm. is that just when they're saying the game's out and then whenever the other consoles show up, that's will be day and date ready for them. Yeah. But we'll see. 
The Pokemon Company announced Pokemon Unite. Uh, Pokemon Unite is a strategic team battle game being developed jointly by the Pokemon Company and Tencent Games. Uh, Timmy. 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 Timmy Studios. Um, Pokemon Unite is planned as a cross-platform game for Nintendo Switch and mobile devices and will be free to start. Uh, in the game, players face off against each other in five-on-five team battles. During battles, players will cooperate with teammates to catch wild Pokemon, level up, and evolve their own Pokemon, and defeat opponents' Pokemon while trying to earn more points than the opposing team within the allotted time. Concept sounds interesting. Free to start. Uh, yeah, that's free to start. Uh, mm-hmm. This podcast's new favorite phrase, along with experience. Yep. The gamers to experience. It's free to start. Turns out for us, it's just free the entire time. But yeah, free to start. Uh, so when this got announced, I'm pretty sure I either Dewey got either Dewey beat me to the message or I said something to Dewey because he d- hadn't said anything and I was really shocked. Uh huh. Because we were joking around about like what's this next announcement going to be, and then they're like Pokemon MOBA, and I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Going back to the hit me with a hot take. Yeah. Somebody looked at Pokemon and went, "What you got?" And they're like. Remember that dead genre? Mm-hmm. But Pokemon. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, wait, what? Why? I'm intrigued to see how it goes. I don't think I'm going to go become a pro at it. I might try it, like, a little bit here and there, maybe. Maybe I'll get in a game with Dewey or something. But uh, I, I, I don't know how I feel. I kind of think it's a cool idea. It's definitely interesting. If it if they keep it simple, I think it, yeah. it could be enticing for people. It'll it'll def yeah, they'd have to keep it simple. The difficulty The difficulty starts with Pokemon has over nine hundred characters. So what do you do? Like how you know, how how does like how's there, how do you rotate all those? Yeah, in? do you either rotate things in and put things on like a seasonal platform, which would probably be the smartest, where you're like, here's this pool that lasts for four months. Here's this pool or three months. Like, do like a generational season thing? No mix. Like mix. X amount from this gen, X amount from that gen. Like whatever your amount is. So say you say you put sixty players, sixty characters in a pool. You pull something like seven or so from every gen to try to give people a, a variety. Because if you go, if you do something where you go generational, right. And you say it's gen one season and somebody's like, I don't give a shit for some reason. I don't give a shit about gen one. Well, then you lost them. But if you give them mix options and it's like, you get some from gen one, maybe you get some from gen two, maybe you get some from gen five or just, you know, spice it up, do something different. But like I said, no idea. I'll see more when it comes out and see how it goes. Uh, do we have a release date? We do not have a release date. No, I didn't see one. Uh, but... Also funny uh, that it was being helped by Tencent, who just does that. Tencent, everywheres. Yeah. Number seven, Valve has kicked off its 2020 summer sale on Steam, lowering prices for a large number of gamers and games as per usual. We don't sell gamers on this platform. We sell games. That's what you think. Mm, that's true. Steam does weird things. The sale runs until, until July 9th. 
1 p.m. Eastern Time. Here's a few examples of some games on sale. Game title, minus 10%. Game title, minus 5%. <laughs> what the fuck? Here's the ones Matt actually wrote in. Uh, Resident Evil 3 is down to $40. Doom Eternal is down to $30. Outer Wilds is $16.65. Halo Master Chief Collection is $32. Half-Life Alex is $45. And Mortal Kombat 11 is $20. So I guess if you're still quarantining, I don't know. Is that a thing? Are we still doing that? Still quarantining? You fucking better be kids. <laughs> Have yourself a quarantini. I've been making that joke since the beginning because it is a reference for me back to Scrubs when JD always would order an apple teeny. Okay. And the whole thing just became whatever teeny, word teeny, quarantini, quarantine, quarantini. It's an easy, it's easy connection. Mm-hmm. But yeah, get yourself a quarantini. Sip on that. Play some discounted sales games. Ignore the other 300 games you already have in your Steam library that you've never played. Buy some new ones and don't play them. Put them on the shelf. No, Nate. Stop attacking me, you say. Oh, it is a shot at myself. It's all right. You got another reason to buy games for no reason. Does that make any sense? On I, top all, <laughs> all I see is just numbers now. Just numbers floating away. It's that meme with the... Yeah. It's the it's the uh, hangover meme, Zach Galifianakis, when he yeah. sees all the numbers. Except the numbers have little angel wings and they're just floating away. Instead of doing math equations, it's just dollar signs and money floating away. It's real me. life damage numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's when you <laughs> actually get hit in the wallet and you see money start flying out of you. Like GTA. On top of the Steam summer sale... Steam introduced a new meta currency called points. Yo, you like them e-currencies? You like Bitcoin? Boom, Steam points. Whenever a user buys a game, DLC, Valve hardware, application, soundtrack, or in-game items, they will earn 100 points per US dollar spent. Users can spend points on a variety of things through Steam, including animated avatars, backgrounds for their shop, animated chat uh, emocons... Is that how you say that? Emoticons? Emoticons? Yeah. It's like emojis. But the yeah, emoticons. What? That makes sense. They can also <laughs> reward <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> what emotes are. They uh, well that's I've always ever seen it referred to as emotes, not emoticons. Well that's because like, people got too, you know too fancy. It's like we say lol and rafflemow and rafflecopter and all those other things just to, still to this day, because for some reason rolling on the floor copter. I don't even know what copter part of it ever stood for. <laughs> I don't know either. They can also, we please move on from 2006? They can also reward other users for useful workshop items or well-written Steam reviews by donating their points. So, I like that you put this in here because when I read it initially, it was metacurrency, blah, blah, blah. And I just went, Steam has a rewards card. Cool. How many times till I get a free coffee? Listen, if they were giving out free coffees, <laughs> I'd be in. Yeah. You'd be like, how many points do I need? Uh, $10 game. I don't give a shit. Give me the coffee. You're like, Matt, you just could have gone. The coffee's much cheaper than that. You're like, ah, yeah, but it's like a whole system. And I'm invested. So like, I needed to balance out and get my points done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have like 11,000 or something. 
Oh, did they do it? Did they give I you? I don't know. Like when they started tracking to a lot amount. That's what I'm I saying. Because like, I haven't bought anything in the Steam sale yet, but I opened Steam and I was just browsing, like because you know how it is. You're hanging out with Kenny playing Football Manager, and you're like, "Huh, Steam sale's going on. Let's peruse." Or Todd, when we're playing WoW and we get bored, and we're like, "Let's peruse a Steam sale." So we start just digging, and then when you talk to Matt at a campfire years ago, and you talk to him and Joey, and you. These buy guys, Steam games. These guys with free time. And you buy Steam they just <laughs> They just can peruse Steam summer sales. Yeah. But then you talk to Matt specifically, who's shitting on himself for that. We're sitting outside by a fire, and you talk about <laughs> Steam games, and the Steam sales going on, and you go buy those games, and then once again, you never play them. Listen, let's compare <laughs> Steam libraries. You stop that right and now. And see who's, <laughs> who's the real loser here, right? I clearly have the bigger library. <laughs> Hey, nice EPing. Yeah, thanks, boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just, I have, it was like 11,000 and change. So I don't know when they started kind of, because I haven't bought anything. So I don't know if it was like, hey, we just said, screw it. Here's a base amount. Or we've secretly been watching, like tracking transactions for this mm-hmm. thing since last year sometime or something. But what is, what, is, what would 11,000 translate to? What is it? It's a uh, 100 points per US dollar. So that's. <laughs> you want to do that, buddy? <laughs> Is it one hundred and ten dollars? Yeah, right. I'm asking you to verify me, <laughs> so I don't look like the idiot. I think it's one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, uh, but I don't know what I spent one hundred and ten dollars on. I mean, with Steam sales, that could be your library, right? But like, I mean, Football Manager is fifty dollars when I buy it each year. So, like, that would have, you know... Maybe they just... I don't know. Who cares? Like, I was going to say, maybe they took, you know, all the money you spent and, you know, had some weird algorithm for base value for giving people points. You know what I mean? Like, what if... Because they can't launch a meta currency and not, like, give people something to, not, like, Not have some type them. of capital already. Yeah. To hook people. So. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, because it's like I, I'm trying to think. Like I bought SpongeBob before the sale, and I bought you know like Football Manager. I'm trying to think what else I would have bought on Steam recently. I don't know, but yeah. So I have I have that credit, and I was just like I looked through some of the stuff to buy, and I was just like I I I don't know what I'm gonna do with these reward points, but okay, I guess I have them, and that's how I treated it. That's fair. Let's move on to number nine then. Microsoft has announced it would be closing its Microsoft Store brick and mortar locations. The company's website lists 82 such locations between the US, UK, Canada, Australia, and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. It was, I, mm, how do I want to phrase this? I. Always figured they would still have a brick and mortar store, but I figured it would not. Even eighty two seems high to me. So, like I would have figured one in Seattle, one in L A, one in New York, one in Chicago, like just their hub, almost like an Apple store. They're moving away from what they do now to that. They're gonna have four stores, uh, their headquarters, uh, New York, London. 
and Puerto Rico. I can't remember where the fourth one is. Canada. I can't remember. Australia. I can't remember. Taiwan. Uh, there was one in Syracuse. Yeah, there was. There was one in the mall. But if you're putting one in New York, <laughs> you put one in Syracuse. You, you don't put anything in Syracuse. Let's be honest here. You put more things in Syracuse than you put in... You know what they put in... <laughs> Call back to that video. Yeah, you can go, <laughs> go find some shit people around this place. Uh, Microsoft and 343 Industries released a teaser for Halo Infinite leading up to their July presentation that debuts the game. Uh, the teaser reveals the antagonists of the new game, which are The Banished. Uh, the Banished were the primary antagonists in Halo Wars 2. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this more in July, so we'll leave it there. Matt, you played Halo Wars 2, right? I don't think I did. You didn't. Okay. I know you didn't because you played the first one. Yep. I only played part of the first one. Mm-hmm. You liked the first one. I did like the first one. And you might own Halo Wars 2. There's a chance you own Halo Wars 2 There's... because uh, there were multiple times where I would see it for like $20 and I would call it out to you or like just be like, game, get Game Pass and you know if you want to play Halo Wars 2. But you're you. So I don't think you, you either bought it and never played it or you never bought it. And it's just never happened. But you will be the correspondent for whoever the hell those people are. Okay. Also because you and I had very... I can tell you who they are if you want to know. I, I don't care that much. Okay. Give me, give me that's a little why, bit. That's why I left you, it you, at I the... mean, you can give me a little bit. Give me like a little... Like uh, a, they're, they're the, the Covenant, are they, basically. Are they the Taken? Nope. Oh. They Well, actually, you can you could make that analogy because they are the Covenant without... The prophets, essentially, okay. yeah, and the taken are other races without color, yeah. So or whatever the, the, the lore they, behind that is, they serve the same function, obviously, as the covenant. They act like the covenant, and they want to destroy humanity, like the covenant. There's just no prophets. They there's just no prophets, and they're led by like a brute or something. Well, the prophets were insane anyway. What does that matter? Yeah, I don't know. I when I read all that, I was really disappointed because that seems really. I remember you and I, you and I were not fans or you and I had discussions when we were working together Mm -hmm. uh, around Halo 5's story Mm -hmm. and I had adamantly said kill chief. Yeah. And you were obviously on the other side of the fence and we initially kind of liked the, the minimal idea of like what the story could have been. Yeah. And then as it happened and I didn't play five, I think you did. I did, yeah. I, I bought it and borrowed an Xbox to yeah. play it. And I remember, I think I watched somebody play it or whatever, and I was just like, what did you do? It was a big fucking letdown. Yeah, and I was like, you should have just killed Chief. That should have been the end of Chief. And I know that's heresy to any Halo fan. He needs to die. Or have a rebirth a la Kratos. Like, he is no longer... We'll see. We'll see what it, we'll see what Infinite has. Yeah, there needed to be a transition, there and needed, I think yeah. that's what they wanted Halo Five to be. But they did such a piss poor job that who they would have transitioned to if they did kill Chief was not a, a likable character. Like Chief's likable. Yeah. Well, the Chief's new guy. A, Chief's empty. He's a plain slate. Yeah. And they tried to replace a plain slate with a personality. Well, 
this is kind of the we're gonna be talking about this way too long, but this is kind of the thing with Halo is Chief was a blank slate. They started to give him a personality of some sort. Yeah, and then it, was, they just it wasn't it Halo has no continuity. Like as far that, as yeah. storytelling goes and character development goes. After I mean after three, I would say. Yeah. Like one one three. through three you have a pretty clear mm-hmm. One through three, and that's including ODST. ODST. Because ODST technically takes place the same time as three. Mm -hmm. Or in between two and three, I guess. But then they got in the weeds. Yeah, and then, like, Reach's story is is fine Mm -hmm. because that takes place before everything. But when they're trying to pick up after three and keep that story going, it doesn't... It starts doing weird stuff where they had a clear vision, I think. And that was also post-Bungie... Or, you know, them leaving mm-hmm. and they going to 343 and then some other stuff going on. And I'm not saying 343 makes a bad game. I'm just saying, like, when you look at how how Chief's story has developed and things, I'm like, I, I need something more from him. Yeah. Or, or him to die. Mm-hmm. If he had died and gone, like, martyr status, mm-hmm. where in 5, instead of just hunting him because he's gone rogue... Oh, yeah, sorry. The best thing you've ever known in your entire universe went rogue and you want to go stop him. Shut up. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible line. It's more like he dies a martyr, except he's not dead. Would have been a better angle. Mm -hmm. Like this entire time you've been chasing him and you've been chasing him only to find out that he is dead. I'll even put dead in air quotes at the end of the campaign. At the end of the campaign is like a memoriam type thing. And then they get to start infinite with Chief waking up somewhere. And Halo being infinite is Chief being infinite. Or like the the idea of Chief is not Chief as a person. Chief is a mm. is a role. Remember when Halo I, Infinite was first like announced? And there what we weren't sure if it was a reboot or yeah. a sequel. Yeah, because they showed nothing and they just showed yeah. like the helmet and we're like, all right, that's like Mark V. What you know? I was kind of hoping it would be a reboot yeah i mean a reboot definitely it's it's in that time frame where we discuss like the kratos thing where that's almost like a complete reimagining of what he's gone through and stuff to get to that point chief needs that touch or even i i don't know necessarily reboot because i think you'd piss a lot of people off yeah it'd have to be a reboot like reimagining as like shove yeah, in the same vein as Kratos. Yeah. I, I still think... I think if they remove the idea that John 117 or Chief or whatever is that person, mm-hmm. which is a problem with all the books and everything like that, but like if you remove him as the person and you go back to how there must always be a Chief... Mm-hmm. Like the, the 007. Yeah, there's idea. always a 007. There is always a Chief... The chief you knew is dead. You show somebody taking up chief's mantle and it's still chief. It's just not the chief you knew. Like he still falls into the same, mm-hmm. the same beats, the same monotone. Yeah. You know, I mean, you goals. could run with that story angle. I mean, that's actually a really good idea. And then you could because run it, with it, the it fact explains that the infinite he's thing. fucking clones or something. You yeah. Know? And you've never seen him. Mm-hmm. So... You just have Chief. But the one you know, like, other than the part where they made Cortana go crazy because of AI's expectancy and blah, 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 blah. Like, 
you put another version of AI in that even if it's sentient enough to understand that you are not the chief everybody knows, but you are chief. Mm -hmm. There must always be a chief. Yeah. You know, Doomslayer. You are the Doomslayer, except he's technically eternal, but. (laughs) Zing. (laughs) Uh, But that or like the Lich King one in WoW. The Lich King dies at the end of Wrath of the Lich King. Somebody takes up the mantle and becomes new Lich King because there must always be a Lich King. There must always be a chief to keep the covenant in check type of thing. Mm-hmm. There must always be a jailer of the damned. Yeah, it's the you can't have good without having evil. It's yin right. and yang. So it's just that there there should always be a chief, not this. Because was it? Was it Sergeant Johnson? No, that's the that's the that's the other guy that's with you and when, when you're chief. Who's the one that was hunting you? I can't remember his name. Locke. Who was it? It was Locke, wasn't it? Something. Oh, Locke. Sergeant. I think it was Sergeant Locke. L O C K E. Yeah. There was definitely an E at the end. Uh, rather than him, like, hunt Chief, even then, he could still hunt Chief, but the end of it needs to be him and Chief having the conversation of Chief being like, my time is over, you know, blah, blah, blah. But there must always be a Chief. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know that comes back is Locke walks back as Chief to whoever his crew was. And they're like, where's Locke? And they're like, and he just has to do like the, there must always be a chief. And then they just all agree and move on. It'd be weird. It, it's a, it's almost retconning, but mm-hmm. we'll talk more about it when it, <laughs> when it happens. Number 11, Microsoft is killing Mixer. Microsoft has killed Mixer. Mixer will be dead at the end of July. If that is not blatantly clear in what I have just said, I'm going to explain it again. But Mixer is dead. Microsoft and Facebook announced that they would partner to transition users off the Mixer platform and over to Facebook Gaming by July 22nd. In in exchange, Microsoft's Project xCloud game streaming platform will begin to appear on the social media giant in the near future. Mixer users will not be required to transition to Facebook gaming, but the two companies plan to make the change as easy as possible for them. According to Facebook's head of product for gaming, as a title, quote, partner creators on the Mixer side have the option of joining Facebook and maintaining their status. That being partner status. We'll do our best to match their current obligations as much as possible under new contracts on our side, end quote. Non-partner creators will be able to join Facebook's Level Up program, which will immediately give them access to monetization. Mixer users will not be forced to move over to Facebook. Their decision on where to take their content and their viewership will be up to them. Holy shit! Did not think this was happening this week. Yeah, that was kind of out of, uh, out of nowheres. Out of nowheres. Especially because there was a huge monetary investment made on talent and I'm sure other back-end stuff. I mean, two people alone were worth $50 million to that platform. Yeah. And that's just money that is now just gone. has been given to them. It's just gone. And they are free to go make more money somewhere else. Yep. Just gone. Uh, it is interesting, to say the least. Uh, I didn't think... I, I thought Mixture would die. I love when companies make decisions like this where they're just like, 
they see the writing on the wall and instead of prolonging wasting the money losing face they're just like lop the fuck head, it lop the head off and be done with it cut the tumor off let's move on yeah what do you think this is google plus <laughs> oof <laughs> that lasted years longer than it should have also should have never started but that's a different discussion the mixer's gone through it was beam first Mixer bought Beam, and then it was Beam, and then it was Beam, and then it was Beam, and then they rebranded to Mixer. Uh, they, ha- I think they had a lot of good things going for them. The problem is how do you pull people off of Twitch? YouTube can't do it. Facebook yeah. can't do it. There has to be an incentive, and there really wasn't an incentive. No, I mean, like, some of their stuff is good, but some of their stuff was bad. Like, their chat interaction was kind of cool. Their The technology of, like almost sub-second latency on streams using the FTL protocols and stuff were pretty cool. But that doesn't replace the established audience on Twitch, which people just don't want to move for not wanting to move. Like, that's just how they are. I knew I knew people, and I watched, I moved, or I, I didn't move, but, like, I watched people on Twitch. I would watch Shroud when he was on Mixer, and I didn't really care. It's just like, whatever. Cool, I still get to watch him. But I know people that were like, I'm not going to watch my mixer because I'm just not dealing with it. I was like, oh, okay. Whatever. You know, that's your that's your thing. Who gives a shit? It's whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, you know, there there was no, you couldn't search well on Mixer. You either search for like a specific channel name or or like a user's name or I think you could sort by game types, but like you couldn't search by like titles. So if you were looking for, I mean, there weren't like good categories like a just chat. You know, there was, there were just some quality of life things that they didn't have that. Twitch yeah, they were lacking. Does. They were lacking Twitch's like years of maturation, essentially. Yeah, and even now, like if you took Twitch and you copied it and named it Twitch Two, you probably still would not have people switch. Yeah, like even if, even if you narrowed it almost or mirrored it almost exactly to Twitch, for whatever reason, even if you, you mirror it and you make like the partner agreements better, and blah, blah blah, people won't move for stubborn, for knowing what's where type of thing, and for watching this having just been ripped out from underneath people, they don't want to jump and go somewhere and have that same thing happen to them. Yeah, there has so, to be a solid incentive. That's yeah, always the case. There has to be a solid incentive, and there has to be like a lasting thing. And the part of I think what the problem was is when we discussed that it was fifty million. Those two, those two deals that come close to fifty million in total for those two streamers. Sure, you pulled off the big guys, but that doesn't mean people are going to follow you still like twitch is not just 10 people sure you have 10 people that are averaging above fifty thousand viewers or whatever the numbers actually are i know it's probably more than 10 but so you have 10 people averaging more than fifty thousand viewers okay you take the top three you also have to convince those viewers and everybody that they should follow them there because otherwise they are just going to slowly trickle down into the next, the other parts of that top 10 or further down. Like, okay, you pulled somebody that had 50,000 viewers. There's also 
20 people that have 2,000 viewers. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So you pulled one when you could have pulled 20. Like, it, it's just a weird... Who do you try to pull if you try to do exclusive contracts, you know, and blah, 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 blah. I know some streamers have come out when the Mixer deals were happening and were like, they would have to pay me an astronomical amount to leave this platform, to leave Twitch, that is. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, but like, not not my life, not my finances, not everything else. It's like, how much is a, is that much to make you leave? Like, do you think your community would stay enough to move? Do you think you have people that are just watching you that aren't actively like participating in you? So when you move, like that was the thing with Shroud. Shroud would be 45,000 to 50,000 every time I would watch him on Twitch. He switches to Mixer. I would usually see between five to 8,000 as his average watchers. So it's like, did you drop viewers because that w- those were the core people that were there to watch and and enjoy you and the other 32,000 are just people that are lurking and bullshitting and being terrible anyway or just like hanging out and who gives a shit and so you have a core six that you know you can take so in that regard percentage wise if you were a smaller streamer and from so from 38,000 or 40,000 to 5,000 and you're 
normally hovering around like 2000 and you leave, do you only get like 400 people to go with you? Does that financially sustain or substantiate you and work enough for you? Like there's, there's a lot of, I'm sure questions that went around it, but then to watch this happen and now Mixer's just done. Well, if you're Shroud and Ninja, you made roughly 50 million. Yeah. Who gives a shit? You can do whatever you want. Now you're free to go make another exclusive deal and get paid a ton of more money. Yeah. Or just do what you were doing before and get paid a ton a ton of money. Yeah. Or don't make an exclusive deal and just hang out for a bit. Yeah. Or retire. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean or just keep making money. At what point like they could retire from certain things, like I'm not doing public appearances anymore. But at the same time, I'm not gonna not let people sub to me. At what point do you have enough money? You know what I mean? Careful, because I'll immediately refer you to the people that own Twitch called Amazon and Jeff Bezos. Well, that's my point. Like, at what point are you just, like, just being greedy? You know what I mean? Let's let's start a philosophical podcast. We're going to get into our sports athletes paid too much, and I don't want to do that. Because that's immediately where I'll go to that argument. I think they are, but we won't get into that argument. I mean, you could go the the uber capitalist route, which is they're paid what they're worth, you know, because the market dictates that they they deserve that amount of money and blah 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 blah. blah. But, oh, we can, I mean, we can do that, but every mom and pop shop that's closed due to coronavirus deserved it. That's the exact counter, like exact swing on that ar- argument. Yep. Which, which isn't like I don't want to have this discussion right now. See, I fall in a weird place here, where. <laughs> I don't think athletes deserve the amount of money they get, but I also think all the mom and pop shops that closed due to the coronavirus did deserve it because part of being a business owner is having your rainy day fund. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but it was a rainy since February. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's a so rainy maybe, few maybe that's a little harsh. Yeah. Maybe a little harsh. Like, but... I purposely went for the, ex- like, extreme, like, they deserved it. Mm-hmm. Nobody deserved it. Yeah. That's obviously not true. But I'm just saying, like, the if you want to go full capitalist, that's a very, very interesting argument to start discussing. Well, you can't really have the argument either without talking about the issues with capitalism because then it's like if capitalism was working the way it was intended to work and we did practice, you know, America, America's favorite fucking version of capitalism, which is trickle down economics. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who was that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, who coined the term trickle down economics? Wasn't it? Wasn't like, it? I was going to say a Reagan thing. I think it was. Because he had trickled down, but I think technically trickle down even happened, was it FDR at the end of World War II with all his New Deal, blah, blah, blah. There was Maybe. some stuff there, but I'm pretty sure Reagan was a lot of trickle down. Anyway. Let's get back to games. Yeah. You guys wanted to hear us talk about how societal collapse due to market things works, right? So in a capitalist society, the stock market shouldn't exist. Well... <laughs> All right. I wanted to see if Matt would uh, actually, if you would, if you would give me the the uh, one finger up and the uh, actually, and I was just gonna be like, oh yeah, here we go. 
Well, the original purpose of the stat now we won't get into it. Rumors have resurfaced. Shouldn't be a thing. Shouldn't be a thing. Rumor. Well, burn the it whole... to the ground. Don't do this. <laughs> the stock market in its current form needs to get burned down to the ground. Oh, we should burn a lot of things to the ground, but. Anyway, we're burning the podcast to the ground right We've now. We've burned the podcast down since we started the podcast five years ago, or however long it's been. Accurate. Uh, August is our anniversary. I don't even. Somebody will tell me after that comment. Rumors, I'll, let you, I'll let you know tomorrow what I know. <laughs> rumors have resurfaced that Microsoft has a second console in the works. You may recall the name Lockhart being thrown around with Project Scarlet as a lower-powered, cheaper variant of their next-gen console. Um, a leaked document has mentioned a Lockhart profile on the Series X dev kits, which are codenamed Dante. Uh, the profile restricts RAM, underclocks the CPU, and locks GPU performance at 4 teraflops instead of the usual 12. According to the document, developers use this Lockhart mode to test their games against this performance profile and do validation checks. While Microsoft hasn't acknowledged Lockhart, the codename can also be found in the company's Xbox One operating system alongside references to Anaconda, which is Series X, and Dante, which is the dev kit for Series X. What if Lockhart is just the emulation CPU? The emulation profile for the old consoles for the Xbox and Xbox 360. That's hence, a, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, the, the pull down of everything could be um, like, hey, so all I, these system specs need to be lowered because when we give an an Xbox original game twelve teraflops, it's not going to know what to do. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, no one actually mentioned that. You're welcome, Internet. The leading theory that I saw was that it's the Xbox Series S, but that disparity in power seems too great. Yeah, you wouldn't... The Series S, or S in usual terms for an Xbox, has just meant a slim version, Mm -hmm. and usually, yes, a slightly weaker one, but not 8 teraflops and underclocked everything else. Yeah. That would almost be like releasing a 360 console with only a four gig hard drive. They did that. Oh shit! Never mind. And there would be no point. Why? Why do that? Why not just keep selling the Xbox One? Right. Just keep selling the One or the One X or so, yeah, sell the One X at a discounted rate at that point, and to try to move people to the Series X. I I mean, it's weird because it specifically says that it mentions a profile on the dev kits and that the profile goes in and does hardware timing changes okay for reference going back to your statement that it's the dumbed down to 360 and xbox the one the original xbox one is just shy of two teraflops okay the xbox one x six teraflops split the difference Really? Yeah. And that's probably where they found, like, if you underclock the G- the CPU and everything else like that to bring that down, mm-hmm. you can get away with just leaving the teraflops slightly higher because your CPU is doing more handling mm-hmm. than the GPU is in those older games. Yeah. 
and yeah, like you said, it's interesting. Like the idea of it being a second console, I don't like, but I do love the idea that it's just their emulation profile for old games because that makes sense to me. It does definitely make sense, and I think I like why, that. Why you, only... would need a, why you would need a current dev to worry about that is a different discussion, but I could easily see somebody just, like, leaking out, like, yeah, there's this lockout profile that, like, dumbs everything down, but, like, we don't, we don't only, really worry about it. The only thing is that the whole code name part of it, I wouldn't see the point in, you know, it, of Lockhart showing up with, you know... Dante and Anaconda. Yeah, but Dante's the dev kit. Yeah, they're like hardware code names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna stick with my idea. That's fair. It makes sense. What you're saying makes sense of like why would you show it with with those, but I don't think unless the system would be similar to that of a digital PlayStation 5. Where like those would be the two SKUs they would run with would be a digital Xbox One or Xbox Series X and a physical Xbox Series X. Those two SKUs make sense to me. Not dumbing it down to the extent that this says. Yeah. To release a second kind. That just doesn't make sense to me. I agree. I think it's a bad business decision. Now, going back to the hardware idea, codenaming the dev kit Dante. Okay, cool. There's Dante. But it's saying that yeah, it's saying on Dante, Lockhart is a profile name. Yeah, they're saying, but it also shows up on the Xbox One operating system as a hardware code name. So you'd have, you have Dante, Lockhart, Anaconda. Right. So you have Dante, the dev kit side of it. You have mm-hmm. Anaconda, your retail release, and you have Lockhart, your emulation side of old games. Uh is the way I'm choosing to frame my own story. All right. Number 13. Marvel Games, Square Enix, and Crystal... Square Enix, maybe? And Crystal Dynamics, you'd think I'd know by this time, launched the very first Marvel Avengers War Table stream. The Marvel Avengers War Table will be a monthly stream giving players an in-depth look at different aspects of the Marvel's Avengers game before it launches on September 4th. Let's run through the content they showed. First, Matt, did you watch it? All right, shit, we should have watched part of this because I wanted you to see (laughs) some stuff, but let's move on. There was a story trailer revealing another antagonist as MODOK or Dr. George Tarleton. The story behind how Tarleton becomes MODOK is central to the game, according to Marvel.com. Crystal Dynamics revealed new gameplay from the Marvel Avenger, or sorry, from Marvel's Avengers outside of the events of A-Day with a look at one of Thor's hero missions, Once an Avenger. Hero missions are single-player campaign experiences focusing on specific characters. Sorry, it, I paused because I wanted people to understand that Thor's hero missions... The mission title, Once an Avenger. Cool, cool. You want me to read some of this? No, I got you. All right. I just wanted to wake my screen up. Customization was a big focus. 
from Marvel.com, quote, power sets along with gear, perks, outfits, and artifacts allow players to have a wholly unique playstyle in addition to a wholly unique Earth's Mightiest Hero. While each superhero will play true to their unique power sets, each will have the same flexibility to play differently based on the gear you equip them with and the skills you enable. So no two players' heroes will fight in exactly the same way, in theory, end quote. <laughs> I like that they always say like finite things like, yeah. no two heroes will play the same. And I'm like, what if I put my hero the same as his? And they're like, shit. I'm like, yeah, just say none of them play the same until someone figures out the correct meta. Yeah, no, none of them play the same until something is clearly broken. Uh, Yeah, so let's I want to continue, but I want to pause, pause and do a little review. Okay, I don't know MODOK. I don't know who that is either. I'm not horribly like deep into the MCU. Mm -hmm. I know some stuff. Name doesn't recognize it to me. The hero mission. Cool. Like the idea of hero missions, like the title, Once an Avenger. It's uh the Once an Avenger thing goes speaking specifically to uh all, a lot of this customization they have. A lot of lot of comic book history seems to be making its way into the games. Like the Once an Avenger thing is the title of that is a reference to a comic book, I don't remember what they mention it in the stream, which one it is, but where Thor is among citizens as a different named normal human, just doing human things to like help people and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so it's in the once an Avenger is him coming back to help the Avengers fight. And you see him, Hulk, Iron Man, uh, I think Black Widow's in some of the gameplay. Uh, I don't remember what her name is. Oh, I'm so annoyed. But she has the... Um, I want to say it's elasticizing. It's not the name of it. Well, she can... Uh, it's not in growth either. Kind of. But like she can make herself like plastic, you know, really long arms or really a giant fist and stuff like that. So she can manipulate her body that way. She's like one of the main characters uh, for this game. Is it the girl? Yeah, Embiggen, I think, is the power they use. Yeah. Is it uh, the, was it like Kamala Khan or whatever? Yeah, yeah, Kamala Khan. Isn't isn't she just Miss Marvel or something like that? Or Captain Marvel? No. Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel are two different people. There's there's a whole thing. Kamala Khan, I'm pretty sure it, I thought that was her that used Embiggen, that like you can change her body size and stuff to do things. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, there was a lot of customization. Like, they're showing, uh, they show, like, the character screen. And they're like, hey, what gear and skills do you want to put on? And it's just, it was almost overwhelming looking at it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> but there was def- there were uh, there were a bunch of Iron Man suits, like, cosmetically and stuff that they're pulling mm-hmm. from a bunch of old old and some like some as new as 2011 i saw one was getting pulled out comic books for inspiration and stuff like that so it's gonna be i'm still not super high on the game i have like no interest in it yeah i'm i'm still waiting for the moment where like you not well maybe not you but like you kenny 
somebody goes, hey, or Dewey, he's like, hey, we should all get this and play it together because there's supposed to be that co-op aspect to it. And I could, I could see that being fun. Like, hey, we're just superheroes. Let's run around and blow shit up type of thing. But there seems to be enough comic lore and history tie-ins and stuff to keep, I would say, even the most uh, in-the-weeds comic fans excited just to see like a reference and be like, I know that one, and it'd be from 1972. Yeah, I don't. My thing is like I'm not. I'm still not really sure like what the game is supposed to be. I guess like how how much content there's going to be, like what it is. Um, but I don't know. And it is Kamala Khan is is Miss Marvel. Okay. And it is the Embiggen. Embiggen. Yeah. Um, there. They they did touch on the idea of how much they're supposed to be, basically with the idea that there would be the whatever the campaign is, the large campaign with all not just like the campaign, then every person having their own hero missions and stuff. So add in however many hero missions for however many heroes there are. Mm-hmm. Then also them saying that there they would be it would almost be a living game type of where they'd keep adding things to it post launch, but not like paid DLC. Like we're just going to keep giving you guys things as we develop more type of stuff, which I like that idea. Yeah. You know, keep, keep going, but all right, let's move to some more details. A co-op war zones trailer was shown with war zone missions. Players can assemble online with up to three other players or solo with an AI companion team made up of your unlocked and leveled up heroes. Not to mention, yeah, you can also level up each year. It's a whole thing to take on aim. Aim is the uh, bad people in this. Are we Each... the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David Mitchell. Each mission dynamically scales based on the team size and player level. Hero missions and war zones contribute to forward progress in your fight against Aim and rebuilding the resistance. You'll get missions from non-player characters like Jarvis, Maria Hill, Hank Pym, and more. As you progress through the campaign, players will also be rebuilding and upgrading the Chimera, the helicarrier, which is your own flying base. The resist. Awkward. Pause. I thought you were about to say something. I probably was, but I don't recall what it is now. So okay. I saw I saw your head peek up, and I thought I heard like a the mouth lips. noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, nope. Anyway. The resistance work with the work, yeah the resistance colon work with the resistance and help their cause in the field by joining factions. One example of a faction shown during the war table includes Dum Dum Duggan, Maria Hill, and Nick Fury. Earning faction faction reputation will give you access to new challenges, new vendors, and new powerful items. Welcome to a rep grind. You guys like that reputation? Get some rep grind. Also, for some reason, every time I say faction, I say it with. Um, you know, mouth gear in, or like a retainer or something. Just <laughs> oh, nice faction. There we go. You're welcome. Words they're difficult. Before somebody says bracers, that's not what I mean. Yeah. So I the war table showed a lot for the first war table we're gonna get. There, we're supposed to get two more before release. So there was a ton of stuff, and I I thoroughly. Uh, parsed it down. So, 
Yeah, there's it's if you're interested in the game, you and you're looking for say like you're looking for a co-op game with friends. Like I'm always looking for one of those because I'm always down. They always sound mm-hmm. like a good time, and then we all realize we don't have time to do anything. Yep. Matt, too but real. The uh, <laughs> why? Why am I so personally attacked? <laughs> but the the joy that could be had looks pretty good. It's just that I'm still I'm still waiting for that moment where I get actually pulled in. I'm not there yet. Yeah. There was a lot of good things shown here, and this made it look a lot better than the original trailer we saw at E3 that I ripped apart. This looks better, mostly because Iron Man was in his suit the entire time, and I didn't have to look at him. I still don't necessarily like their character design, but flying around beating up super or being superheroes and beating up on things. I mean, if everything plays right, you can't really ask for much more than hanging out in co-op with our three Hulks that play very, very differently. (laughs) Um, I will say if you are interested, but don't want to watch the war table, marvel.com has an excellent summary of everything. Uh, with flavor context and stuff like that to um, fill in the, the blank spaces. Do we know what this is coming out to? Um, I thought it was confirmed for next gen as well as this gen, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I will let you know. I don't know know why I started doing... Was that the Doug theme? No. What theme is that? Rugrats? What is that? Might be Rugrats. No, Rugrats is... I don't fucking know. Oh, my God. Uh, you're supposed to be looking up stuff not, not worrying about I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that uh, I'm going to Google Nickelodeon <laughs> themes after this uh, PS4, Xbox One, Google Stadia and Windows, so yeah, PC Okay. so you know, if you guys are looking for a co-op PC game to play with me, and you want to try to get my attention before Shadowlands comes out let's play some Avengers because do I look like a guy from a different comic universe? <laughs> uh, there's always one reference. <laughs> yeah, there's always a Joker. Um, I know how I got over here to Metropolis. I'm still in the same fucking universe. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Get, move on. Get to Cyberpunk. Let's go. All right. Last but not least. And definitely not least. Easily. Probably our most hyped thing of the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. In terms of like things we're truly looking forward to. Yeah. I mean, Mixer's a large story, but we're not like looking forward to July 22nd and we're going to have yeah. a big party like, like fuck you, Mixer. That ain't going to happen. Uh, CD Projekt Red is continuing their steady march to the release of Cyberpunk 2077. Um,. Let's see here. Let's kick into it. CD Projekt Greg confirmed that Cyberpunk 2077 will be backward compatible on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X or whatever at launch. Um, do you have anything to comment on that? Uh, not on that part, no. Okay. Uh, we'll get the junk out of the way, I guess. 
Uh, studio Trigger, the anime production company made up of former members of the legendary studio Ganex, is producing a Cyberpunk 2077 uh, anime for Netflix set to premiere in 2022 called Cyberpunk and Edge Runners. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the anime will be a standalone story set in the world of developer CD Projekt Red's upcoming open world action role playing game. All right, now on to the important stuff. Uh, CD Projekt Red released two gameplay trailers. The first trailer, called The Gig, shows off some of the game's prologue, which sees player character V caught up in a heist for a biochip, which I actually didn't watch this one, uh, which kicks off the rest of the game. Uh, the second trailer, called Brain Dance, shows gameplay where players use the futuristic technology of Cyberpunk 2077 to enter another character's memory where you can freely look around to analyze past events and look for clues for information. Or information, excuse me. <clears throat> Did you watch, you watch both or just the one? Do you I think I watched both? The, the first one, the way that it says it there... Maybe I'm misremembering the closed door demo from E3 because maybe it's just that. Maybe that I it, thought it already leaked, but I might be wrong. Okay, so maybe that's the biochip one then, right? That might be the biochip one. Because then they open it up and they just show you a giant cutscene trailer, or not cutscene, but a giant trailer, which is basically the the trailer for the prologue of the game. Hmm. I always I always prologue epilogue. Yeah, prologue. Um, Every time I say those words, I second-guess myself. And last, uh, there was... Media got to play four hours of... um, Are we not media? Huh? CD Projekt Red? Are we not media? No, we're not. Real media got to play... There you go. (laughs) Real media. Got to play four... Actual journalists, one would say. (laughs) Got to play four hours of um, Cyberpunk, and then relay that experience to their um audiences audiences thank you uh we weren't supposed to see any of it somebody put out a 20 minute gameplay video yeah and we watched a f- like a two or three minutes of if it if you don't want spoilers don't watch it yeah i guess it's spoilers but there's part of it that's spoilers you're gonna you're gonna meet the person anyway. It's just how you meet them is what gets yeah. spoiled for you. Um, That's the only like downside to that. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you want to? What do you want to? How do you want to start this? You want to talk about it? You want to discuss it? How does it make you feel? I don't even really need to say anything more. I think. I think it's better done just to kind of go watch. Because honestly, I don't think they showed too much. Are you talking? What are you talking about? Like the? I, th- I think the, the preview. The preview doesn't show that much. That's a wall. I don't think the preview showed that much. The trailer's good. The brain dance thing is cool. But like, other other than just like, hey, here's like a mini game inside of this. And like looking at the world, the prettiness of that Mm -hmm. and blah, blah. I feel like this was just a reassurance to the audience. and, And we're gonna get more of these. This is just the first one. So you'll see more things as we get closer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did still keep me excited for the game. Yeah. I am still just like, ooh, yay. Yay, pretty things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we specifically watched Alana Pierce's... She did a Q&A for 
her four hours of time and took questions and just answered them. And I think it's like 25 minutes and it did a pretty, she was pretty straightforward question, answer, question, answer. There no like beating around the bush or anything. And a lot of the questions she did answer were ones that I would have had anyway, you know, going through character creation and uh, player agency and ability to just kind of like, the fact that it's a living world, one hour of real lifetime is eight hours game time, stuff like that. So, yeah, how driving felt, how guns felt, load screens and lack thereof of load screens, yeah. dialogue. So, if you're looking for oh, if you have a question and you want to get answers, I would say to recommend to go watch her video. Uh, but going back to like the event, there. There's supposed to be more of them. So that explains why we only get like the little snippet. But what they specifically said about the trailer that they kicked the whole thing off with was like, hey, there's the trailer for the prologue. And I went, that's a lot. Yeah. So like, that this, was the part that this is just the tutorial section of the game. That was a part that really kind of that was the only thing that I saw that really uh, like piqued my interest was the fact that we watched that crazy cut trailer. Yeah. And there's a lot in that trailer. There's a, yeah, exactly. There's a lot that happens in it. And they said, by the way, like everything in the trailer is in the prologue of the game. Yeah. And it's like, I don't see how that'll work, but that's crazy. It's like, Um, it's like watching the trailer and then going and hearing that. And you're like, so the prologue's two hours long? Which is, because that's just how it, like, when you're trying to put together the trailer in your head of how you'd have mm -hmm. to play everything. Which is a CD Projekt Red game, so it genuinely could it, be two hours long. It could be. And I won't complain because I'll enjoy it. But yeah. It's just, it's funny mm-hmm. when you think about how much they showed versus what that means, what you have to do to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, maybe that was the heist. No, that was the heist. That's the heist trailer. I'm not saying, yeah, no, the E3 closed doors. That is the heist trailer because you're talking to Dex who says you need to go get a, a chip from... Uh, I want to say Aristraka, but that's not the... It's it's something like this. Aristraka or Arisoka or... Yeah. You have to go get the chip from them. Mm -hmm. Because V says, oh, let me guess. It's in some organization. And they're like, yes, yes. So you have to get the hand thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's the trailer. Yeah. That that chip is the first trailer. Okay. I had to think it back through in my head because then... They're like, oh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a big thing, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is what it's like in the afterlife. And then you're in the plane sipping a bottle of champagne because, hey, you're awesome. There At certain points, I black out during our podcasts, and I don't remember what I said. Explains what are we talking a lot. About? What are we talking Explains about? Explains a lot. Hey, I've never been. <laughs> never mind. The, uh, what do you think about the anime? Uh, the anime, I... You have more... I, I'm of two minds. Knowledge so than I do. Generally, I could care less about... You know, like anime. A tie-in anime? Yeah, tie-in anime. Thank you. That's the term that I was looking for. <laughs> in this case, uh, they picked a very uh, experienced studio with a lot of pedigree. Like, a lot of pedigree. Pedigree so, you enjoy? Yeah, I would say so. Like, I would some places have pedigree so. of, like, they have I'm talking like things, these, but I don't... The people who work at this studio are the people who made anime what it is today. Like they, it's, it's like kind of, it is kind of that, I guess. Like it is like very much like uh, the best people, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 
all the, inter- I can't, all like, the internet weebs just went. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they put out good anime now, but they haven't put out anything that's like groundbreaking recently. Right. Because they already broke the ground when they started. Yeah. And it's not like, it's, what, what did you say they had on their history? People. Ev- Evangelion. Yeah. Neon Genesis, Neon Genesis Evangelion and, uh, Gurren Lagann. And it's not this studio that this studio didn't make those. The people who made, th- who founded this studio. Worked made, on those. Yeah, made those. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. It'll probably be, if if it follows the trend of those two animes and the other stuff they've done, the story will be fucking whack. <laughs> It'll be out there. So Hey, I mean, it's Night City, man. Yeah. Which Crazy if it fits, stories. If it'll fit really well. Um, yeah. All right. It's weird that the anime's coming out, I feel like, I mean, it's not two years later. Yeah, it's it's weird that it's coming out so much later after the game, but maybe it makes sense. Maybe there'll be something. Hey, how long you guys played that game? You really liked that game? Let us uh, jog your memory about here's this whole place. By the way, here's a fucking DLC coming yeah. out. Here's your multiplayer DLC you've been walking about. There you go. Anime. You all yeah. like anime? You all got phones? It does kind of make sense because we, you know, there's the multiplayer component coming out later, and the title is Edge Runners. Yeah, plural. Now, what's that all about? You're running on the edge, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Mirror's Edge. Running. <laughs> Cyberpunk. You're welcome. I'm a robot. <laughs> beep, boop, 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 beep. I still want that to be a dialogue option. Like, if you get too cybernetically enhanced, you just respond to something and you're like, beep boop. Beep boop boop boop. Screw you, man. All right, so you're going to take this mission? Boop boop. So, how are you going to play through Cyberpunk? Oh, aggressively. Aggressively? Probably. I think I I might do. I want, I probably will go into the stealth tree and then just never use it. (laughs) Because it'll be, it'll have like a lot of cool options where I'll be like, Oh yeah, one shot somebody doing this or do things like this or like, oh you can craft silencers and stuff like that. And I'm like, that sounds really cool. I'm gonna take a silencer and run into this pack of five guys. <laughs> oh, nobody heard me murder five people because I had a silencer. Stealth. <laughs> Stealth. Jazz, jazz hands. Stealth. Yeah, I think I'm going to do like the tech or stealth. It'll be one of those two probably. Yeah, I think the tech is supposed to be like the stealth tree yeah. or the stealth idea. I don't know. It'll it'll be, I'll have to see what the options are. You know, maybe One Punch Man seems like a lot of fun. Or what if I go Spider Lady and I bring robot claws out of my arms? Nice. Step, step. I really like that idea because that was like, that reminds me of um, Deus Ex. Yes. But August. Deus Ex didn't actually let you like do it, use it the way you wanted to use it. Whereas yeah. this looks like you could use in it. The, in the, the gameplay that we watched, I mean, literally lopped off somebody's head. Yep. Yeah. So it's I'm about that life. It's like that or, you know, maybe there is something that focuses more on, on guns or like crafting augments on guns. Like uh, in Alana's video, she mentioned that she got a sniper that could shoot through certain cover. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's gun perks that allow you to craft mm-hmm. things to add to guns or like you get a, you know, the, uh, you get Arthur Morgan's eye so you can hit slow-mo and then scope <laughs> a bunch of people and then just, bah, 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 bah. I don't know. There's, I, I there's, hope there's a way that you can just build like a fucking tank with just like Gatling guns for arms, basically. So you like <laughs> just kind of like meander around and like, what if you could just do that? 
you don't do anything. You just are large and in charge, and you just go busting through walls like mm-hmm. a brute in Left 4 Dead 2. Or jockey, cool. and you just run through, and you just grab a guy and squish his head, and you're like, I am Hulk. Yeah, you just run around punching people. Yeah, you're Cyber Hulk. You're Cyborg. You're ripped in Cyborg. And you're just like, what's up? Oh, you shot me. I slap you through the wall. <laughs> but everything we've just said are speculation and hopes. Don't do what some people do and go, this is going to be in the game. And then don't listen to the people that have played the game. And then get all butthurt when your things don't exist. That's all I'm saying. But Matt, guess what? I know you can't say what because you're drinking. But it's been seven days. So it has. And that means, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing SnowRunner, which I've basically uh, nixed that from the old list. Um, and I played like two minutes of Last of Us, uh, part two. He's um, he's not joking. He's probably got about 30 minutes in, maybe. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at in life. Um, it, it might be an hour, but honestly, I lose track of time in that game. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I'm not sure if it's an hour or it literally could have been 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I talked to him last week when I had played it. And I was like, yeah, I've played for about 10 hours. And then midway through the week, I checked my save file. And I was like, oh, that says 10 hours now. Uh, how long did I actually play then? <laughs> yeah. So um, now, now it's just The Last of Us Part 2 on my list. I'm probably going to have to find a game that I can play by myself. Um, ah, yes. The old wife problem. Yeah. So Last of Us, if she's not in the mood to like really binge Last of Us Part 2, it might be slow going for me. Or I might, I don't know. I don't know how the file system works. Maybe I can get a, a different you can, save going. And you just, can, you can, there's auto save slot mm-hmm. and there are manual save slots. Yeah. Maybe so I'll you just, could like, just keep playing and keep your auto save live and then just have a manual save of where you were with her. Yeah. And just like, so you, yeah, you could do that. Blow through it and then just replay it again with her. Yeah. That's where I'm at in life. Uh, you know, doing the normal animal anime routine. Uh, Kaigasama, Love is War, um, season finale happened. It was fantastic. Good anime. I don't know. That's it. That's all, all right. I got. Fair enough. Haven't had much time for much else. So, I hear you. Life, man. Life. I work. I come home. I sleep. I wake up. I take a shower. I go back to work. <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> you lying sack of shit. <laughs> no, because the only time I've ever actually like truly had those days were Clopins when we had to do ad set. Hey, you just went home and got home about 1130 at night. You gotta be at the store at 430 in the morning. I want to die. Ah, <laughs> uh, those are fun. And by fun, I mean the opposite. But what have you been playing? Uh, it's The Last of Us. I'm a little over 10 hours now. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get into uh, spoiler territory. Some people have been pretty bad about it. Uh, about spoiling things or whatever. I'm trying to be good for you. That's why I'm waiting to see where you tell me where you are. And then I know what I can discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to discuss things as they happen with you. Because there are certain things where I'm like, I want to like, 
what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? You won't even tell me what you think is going to happen in the game, which is almost entertaining for me. Because <laughs> I know more than you, but I don't know what's going to happen in the game, so I want to know what you think is going to happen in the game. Um, yeah, it's it's a slow burn. It's Because when I sit down to play it, it's not like the show. When I play the show, I just I play baseball and I watch YouTube on my phone or I you know do other things. When I'm playing The Last of Us, I'm, I'm playing The Last of Us. Yeah, because, you know, it's a stealth mechanic game, so I don't need to die to things that are fucking blind, but somehow still see me. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> that's a little, a little personal, but uh, no, there was that. And then um, our football manager season has finished. Season one has officially concluded. We're now into the off season. Yeah, you into the summer season. buy, sell, get rid of these shit players, get me some new ones. Buy some kids. Typical football manager things. <laughs> if you don't know, like, soccer, you're like, yeah, buy some kids. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, so that's that's going on. Uh, we're only in... I think we're on June 1st, so we've got about two and a half months to get through. Of just pressing next and dealing with... Roster changes, such as life. Uh, so there's that. Then, oh, well, I guess I should do this. Uh, I had the leading scorer for the league out of my team. Kenny and I had the two best teams in the league. Kenny won the league. I finished second to him. Came right down to the last day. Right down to it. Where if he didn't win, I could have usurped him and taken the lead Mm -hmm. so it was a great season we both very overperformed our expectations for ourselves and what so naturally you both were fired (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, so according to fm rules we have both been fired no we're both we're both still there um he won that he won the fa cup and i won the euro cup so three pieces of hardware between us you know i even finishing second, I was like, at least I lost to you and not the AI. That's because there was an AI right behind me. Mm-hmm. And there was a chance that if everything went wrong, he could have passed both of us. That would have been so irritating. Yeah. Everything would have had to gone gone wrong for like the last three games. And even going into the very last game, if I hadn't won and he did, I would have flipped with him and I would have been third, him second, and Kenny first. Mm-hmm. But it, the whole—it was just everything was on. We're on pins and needles there, right till the end, which always makes it more interesting. It's always fun. Uh but yeah, looking forward till next season. Make some moves, sign some players, sell some players, get rid of the old ones that aren't doing anything for me. Buy some new ones. Going for that number one spot. Potentially lose my best player because PSG just buy anybody that's good, and they currently want Paul Pogba from me. Problems, <laughs> big money problem. You know, more mo money, more problems. Oh, I always said that. <laughs> All right, please. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's really it. Haven't really watched anything. Haven't really read anything. Just kind of been going through the motions. Yeah. Okay. Playing WoW every now and then, but a lot of the week this week was you know work related stuff and building up my my spare work PC and doing other menial projects for myself. So I 
you know, didn't really play that much. At least not a variety like I normally do. Oh, <laughs> and I've been playing SpongeBob. I mentioned that at the top, but yeah, pretty good so far for a remaster. Like it's still the the original game, and still feels like the original game. Still looks like the original game, but it's clearly retextured and everything, and actually looks upscaled. Like, yeah, looks good for me. Anyway, I enjoy it. So yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. Is it going to be five days or seven days? We'll never know. <laughs> you heard it here first. So maybe in five days, we'll talk to you again. Maybe in seven. Got to keep you on your toes. I'm going to guess seven. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.